would kill more people, an anti-vaxxer called the Germinator. (laughs) 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 Oh, boy. All right, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Worth the wait. (laughs) (laughs) Worth the wait. Oh, okay. Uh, If you're an anti-vaxxer, we still want you to subscribe. Yes, please. Uh, Welcome to another episode of Screen Fix, the show where we will fix a recent film i am host jc with me as always is the co-host that carries the show lady wand why don't you say hi to everybody hello <laughs> and with us very special guest josh bell josh bell from awesome movie year podcast say hi to everybody josh bell hey tell us about your podcast go ahead Awesome Movie Year is the podcast that I co-host with comedian and filmmaker Jason Harris. And we take a look back at a different year in film in each of our seasons. And uh, each episode we talk about a movie in a different category, the box office champion, or the best picture winner, or some of our picks in different genres like documentary. And uh, we talked about 1994 in our first season. And we've been talking about the films of 2007 in our current season 1994 was the awesome movie year that was pulp fiction lion king shawshank redemption and that's just off the top of my head yeah that's good we, we did episodes on lion king and pulp fiction but not shawshank but we talked about a bunch of other movies too you skipped nice. shawshank redemption there's we no s- redemption for you Aww. or maybe you can make your redemption right here on screen <laughs> i hope that i can okay so what are we doing this week we are doing the sixth film in the franchise but wants to be the third film in the franchise mm-hmm. a la the halloween sequel we just got <laughs> who did the same thing it's not a soft reboot but it kind of is it's nice and confusing i'm talking about the latest terminator film terminator dark fate two days ago I had this nice, simple life. And now it's a nightmare. If travel is searching, and home has been found, I'm not stopping. Who are you? My name is Sarah Connor. Never seen one like you before. Almost human. I am human. Why do you care what happens to her? Because I was her. How do we win? We win by keeping you alive. I'm going hunting. Terminator Dark Fate, like I said, is the sixth Terminator film, but is a direct sequel to Terminator to Judgment Day. Here we are. We're bringing back stars from Terminator 1 and 2, Linda Hamilton and Arnold Schwarzenegger, reprising their roles as Sarah Connor 
and the T-800 Terminator, but kind of, because Arnold is actually Carl, an (laughs) alternate T-800. When they initially sent out the batch of T-800s, they were just sending them out, like, every year, I guess in case the first one didn't finish the job. There was another one coming the next year. Yeah, yeah. It seemed that way. And Sarah Sarah Connor has just been killing them for the last 20 years. I has think. been showing up and killing them year after year after yes. year. <clears throat> the movie also stars Mackenzie Davis as Grace, who yes. is uh, an enhanced human with super reflexes and gets real tired, like an, like an asthmatic diabetic or something. I don't know what's going on. She's She gets really hungover really fast. <laughs> we also have Natalia Reyes as... Danny, who is our new resistance leader. We also have Gabriel Luna as the new type of Terminator, the Rev 9, which I think sounds like a car model, but it does. It's like the Rev 4. I I saw an interview with Tim Miller where he said that exact thing, that he was concerned that it sounded too much like a Rav 4, but it does. James Cameron or or somebody more important than him decided that they liked the sound of it and so it stayed. Oof. Well, Cameron also decided to yell out, I'm the king of the world on the stage. I'm the king of the world! (laughs) When he won his Oscar. So So embarrassing. uh, Maybe we shouldn't listen to him all the time. (laughs) So this one, of course, when they made Terminator Genesis, they wanted to be the start of a new trilogy. That didn't work out. So here we are. The entire thing is getting a soft reboot, kind of. This is kind of like that Force Awakens model where we basically remake the original but get some young stars in our main roles and sprinkle in a bit of the geriatric old (laughs) cast. Uh, And this one, of course, was directed by Tim Miller, who famously directed Deadpool. Action and jokes are his uh, forte. And slow motion. And slow motion stuff. <laughs> Loves the slow-mo. Was there a lot of slow-mo in this? Yes. Oh, my God. So much slow-mo. <laughs> really? Are you serious? I don't even remember. So much slow-mo. Every time they're shooting that robot dude, it's just like, boom, boom, boom. That's not how slow uh, guns that's... are. <laughs> the film's story ended up being conceived by a team of Tim Miller, James Cameron, David Ellison of Skydance, Charles H. Egley. David S. Goyer and his, and his writing partner, Justin Rhodes, and Josh Friedman. A lot of writers on this thing. Lots of them. In fact, they brought in another guy, even afterwards, <laughs> Billy Ray, to polish the script. Also, James Cameron apparently had a list of action scenes that were not actually for any particular film <laughs> that he had wanted to shoot over the years. Just stuff he wanted? He gave that list to Tim Miller so oh he could gosh. work them into the movie. The so ego. Yes, those are the scenes that involve the dam and the Humvee underwater. <laughs> Literally the worst parts of the movie. So Ugh. this movie continually being ruined by James Cameron. <laughs> um, and apparently uh, in an interview, uh, James Cameron said that he, that him and Tim Miller had a lot of disagreements about the film. But ultimately he said that it was just part of the creative process. And they probably always did what he wanted. Uh, he Definitely always did what James Cameron wanted. I don't imagine James Cameron budging at all, ever. He's like, by the way, I'm the king of the world! Titanic and Avatar. Like, that's all he had to say. That's how he ended every fight. So that's how we get this movie. I want to know, though, the Terminator franchise to you, was it a big deal when you were young? What is your experience with it? A little bit about Terminator to you, Josh Bell. I loved the Terminator series, or at least the first two. 
when I was younger. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and I still do. I actually, I just did an episode of the Crooked Table podcast, uh, hosted by, I believe, a friend of yours, yeah. or a friend of the show, yep. uh, talking all about Terminator 2, which is still one of my favorite movies of all time, and I still think is one of the greatest sequels ever made. It is. One of the greatest action movies, with the greatest sci-fi movies, just I absolutely love that. Uh, I really like the first Terminator as well, and I've seen them numerous times. And I kind of actually like Terminator 3. I feel similarly about that one as I do about this one, which is that it doesn't extend the story in a particularly meaningful way, but it's a fun action movie to watch and it's got a fun return from Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I I may be a little forgiving uh, Mm -hmm. because I have such a connection to those first two movies, but I can't say I enjoyed much of anything about Terminator Salvation or Terminator Genesis, but I'm always here for a new Terminator movie, no matter how bad an idea it seems like. (laughs) I'll be interested in seeing it. So you said that you loved Terminator 2. You think it's one of the best films of all time. I do. Do you think think this one trampled on the legacy of that at all? I mean, I feel like it's like that old Stephen King line when people asked him about whether bad movies ruined his books and he points to the shelves and it's like, well, they're all still there. I mean, mm. you can still go watch Terminator 2, and it's still just as good, regardless of what stupid ideas they pursued in the sequels. So True. I don't necessarily think that it ruins anything. You could say that it undermines Terminator 2 in a certain way by opening that way. But mm. also, like I said, I just I really love the bleak ending of Terminator 3. So I kind of like the idea that this opens with humanity's savior being murdered. Like, yeah. I'm all about that. I can I can go for that. I feel like they don't really follow through with what that would mean in this movie, but I was okay with it opening that way. That's awesome. Lady One, Terminator, what does it mean to you? Does it hit you in your in your exoskeleton? That's not an exoskeleton, it's a inside skeleton. Endo? Anyway, uh I think endo- it's just a skeleton. Does it hit you in your endoskeleton? <laughs> to hit you in your robotic skeleton anyway. <laughs> My warm fuzzies for Terminator come from the ride at Universal. Oh, no, that the like 3D ride. T2 3D. Yeah. Yeah, T2 3D was awesome, right? It was one of my favorites. I was obsessed where the guy with it. obviously where the guy on the motorcycle obviously has just come through like a a rip in the screen. Yeah. But it's a time portal because there was smoke. Yeah. And it's a time portal. <laughs> I mean, I might have watched the video of that ride today. It might be on YouTube and it might be 21 minutes long and it's magical. Okay, um, attention everyone in this building. This is a warning from the human resistance. Cyberdyne is a menace. Skynet threatens the future of the human race. We're gonna stop it. You have five minutes to get out. Repeat, all civilians in this building have five minutes to get out. I love right, it so, so you much. love Terminator 3D. Yes, that's my favorite. Uh, but how about <laughs> any of the other films? Do you have any relationship with them? Was it a big thing in your in your household or anything like that? No, weirdly, I went backwards from the ride. With a lot of those like Universal Studios rides, I went on them before I ever knew what the movie was. So you saw Jaws afterwards and King Kong afterwards and The yeah. Mummy afterwards? The Mummy, no. But the rest. So Terminator for me, Terminator 1, this is really funny. Uh, So I think Terminator was the first radar movie I ever saw. I remember it was one of those ones where like my parents were divorcing 
<laughs> and my dad was under the rule of like my mom and he was like all right i'm just gonna show you some shit and like, <laughs> he puts on terminator and that first scene nice night for a walk eh nice night for a walk wash day tomorrow nothing clean right <laughs> Nothing clean, right? And then he punches the guy in the stomach and he pulls his fist back out and it's just dripping with like crimson red blood. That's one of my first experiences in life of being like, <gasps> like <laughs> graphic violence. And probably I was too young to be seeing it. Dad. <laughs> Tell him. My dad, my dad comes up a lot on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> it really bothered me. And then Terminator 2 came out and I was a little bit older and I remember seeing that in the time between Terminator 1 and Terminator 2, my mother has remarried and I now have a step family. And it was a big step family outing to go see Terminator 2. And I remember sitting in the seats, just everything about it blown away. It was so good. And also, <laughs> this was right when that uh, CG effects were really starting to like blossom, like Jurassic Park terminator 2 like yeah. and that like t1000 liquid metal guy that was such a huge special effect mm -hmm. for that time it was like cutting edge state of the art it was a big movie for me and i remember loving that movie and i agree with josh i think that is one of the best sci-fi action movies ever made i'm glad to hear it and it has <laughs> the perfect ending the thumb up as he's going down, he's like, there's one more chip. And and young John Connor's like, I order you not to. And his squeaky. Order you not to go. I order you not to go. Because this Terminator has almost become a surrogate father for John Connor. Mm -hmm. Now you feel for this absolute like machine. And that's just what made Terminator 2 so amazing. So anyway, that's how I feel about the Terminator franchise. But we need to know how other people feel. We need Lady Wands fresh hot stats. Lay them on us. So Terminator Dark Fate opened November 1st to, wait for it, $29 million in the U.S. Oh. That's so bad. That's not a hit. That's not a hit. That's so bad. It did make another $94 million overseas, so it's around $123, okay. but... Like, it barely opened to more than Terminator Genesis four years ago. Ouch. That was $27 million, So I'm almost surprised we're getting this one after that one, to be honest. Yeah. All right. So the money wasn't there, but what do people think of it? The ones that did see it, what do they think of it? This movie is actually 69% fresh, according to critics, with an audience score of 85%. Yeah, it probably does have that air of like... That joy but not joy of giving and, and receiving. 69 sounds about right. <laughs> I think audiences are, are having more fun with this, though. I did witness a yeah. man fist pumping as Sarah Connor showed up and started just like oh, firing God. rounds off. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he was loving it. <laughs> it was loving. He's like, I love Linda. Yeah, he was, was super psyched about was it. Was he older, younger? He, he had to have been 50. <laughs> 50s right i i couldn't tell from the back of his head in the darkened theater thing he's like linda <laughs> has not been in enough stuff where is she where has she been this whole time where has she been this whole time has anybody done that research she has been home alone very alone v whoa i read an article that said she she says she's been celibate for at least the past 15 years she can't recall exactly how long it's been oh my god instead of throwing away that hand at the end of at the end of Terminator 2, she should have kept it. Oh. She's been alone, not 
being physical with anyone for no. how long now? So she says, and I quote, I have a very romantic relationship with my world every day and the people who are in it. I don't know what that means. Ew. <laughs> that, means that means don't touch anything in her house. <laughs> Linda's house. All right, those are the fresh out stats. So before we just start fixing something, we're going to go ahead and we're going to give you the, a very quick plot summary brought to you by Movie Pooper. Mm-hmm. Movie Pooper, where they wipe away the excess. So gross. <laughs> Sarah Connor stopped Skynet, but didn't stop the deadly future that would follow. Her son, John, is murdered by a T-800, leaving her alone to hunt and kill Terminators while drinking to block out the painful memory of John. In the future, a new corporation called Legion has manufactured more advanced and deadlier Terminators, including the Rev-9 model that has come to the current present timeline. Rev-9 arrives in Mexico City around the same time as an enhanced soldier named Grace. Both are looking for Danny Ramos, who will one day become the new leader of the human resistance against Legion. Sarah finds the two women and helps to fight off Rev-9 after he kills Danny's brother and father. Sarah tells them that she's been receiving messages for years with coordinates to find and kill Terminators, all ending with For John. After outrunning Rev-9 again, the ladies trace the source of the messages to Carl. (laughs) who is the same T-800 that killed John. Although Sarah wants to kill him, she reveals that he integrated to human life after serving his objective, and he sent Sarah the messages to give her a purpose to keep fighting. The team faces off against Rev-9 in a power plant where Grace is severely weakened. She gives them her power core to kill Rev-9, knowing it will kill her as well. Carl plunges the power core into Rev-9's head, which kills both of them. Danny joins Sarah, and they find Grace as a child near her school, not wanting the same fate to befall Grace. Danny begins training with Sarah for her future role. Wow, movie pooper, you cut out a ton, but honestly... A ton that we didn't need. All that stuff is just filler anyway. Now that we know the plot, before we start fixing, we're going to say something that we liked. A lot of people work on a movie. We need to show respect to these people that work on this movie. And what is something that you liked about Terminator Dark Fate? Josh Bell from Awesome Movie Year. Well, we've just spent all this time mocking <laughs> Linda Hamilton, but I loved her performance in this movie. She's um, a badass. I thought she really, she is a badass, but not only is she a badass, but she really gets that kind of weary resignation that Sarah mm-hmm. has been feeling for 20 years. You can you can see how this has weighed on her for all this time, mm-hmm. that All of her efforts to keep herself alive, to keep John alive, to stop Skynet, all this stuff was taken away from her in like an instant in that scene at the beginning of the movie and Mm. the way that she's just never been able to get past it. And I think she really brings not only the action hero element that you want from her, the reason that that guy pumped his fist in the theater, (laughs) um, because because she is awesome at that when she shows up on screen and she's just firing away at the terminator and then she throws the gun off and then she got a rocket launcher or whatever like <laughs> that's all no it's awesome yes. it's great but i think the quieter moments with sarah work really well and the the resentment and anger that she's been holding on to this whole time when she confronts carl and she can't forgive him or see that he's changed and of course he's not really a person anyway but understand that he can help them Um, I thought she really brought a lot to this role. And she's really the only one who has that uh, history that she can draw on. I mean, we've got new characters who obviously don't have that. But even Schwarzenegger is essentially playing a different character than he's played before. So he can't 
draw on that either. And so she's really the one who has to have that core uh, of emotion and the connection to the previous movies that they're aiming for in order to bring in the audience. And I think she does a really good job of it, even if plot wise, some of the things that happen to her are a little, you know, dicey or whatever. Uh, I really liked uh, Linda Hamilton's performance. Nice. Excellent. Okay. Lady Wan, what is something that you liked about Terminator Dark Fate? I accept the fact that I was emotionally manipulated by the score and like the use of the original theme. So even though I know they're just like playing on my nostalgia, I still got goosebumps whenever it played. So technically some part of me really enjoyed that. (laughs) What did you like about it, JC? Look at you. I don't even have to prompt you anymore. You're so... It's only been like two years. (laughs) You are the co-host that carries the show. I liked not only Mackenzie Davis's performance, but I liked the idea of her character. Plus, I loved Mackenzie Davis in this. I thought she was fantastic, and I thought she played the role well. Mm -hmm. Um, What's cool about sending her back is she's enhanced, but she's a human, so I empathized with Mackenzie Davis the whole movie, and especially the whole, like, reveal that she was coming back to, like, kind of, like, repay her debt was another great angle. So as far as Mm -hmm. characters go, I liked hers the most. Awesome. So... Now that all the niceties are out of the way, just kidding. I actually think the fixes are nice too. But anyway, <laughs> what do you guys say we fix this movie? What do you say? Let's do it. Yes. yes. I say yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Good. Otherwise, it would be weird we... if we just stopped Otherwise, now. <laughs> what are we doing on Sunday night? <clears throat> Play the theme. Would, Show's would, over. Can, there should be one episode where we're like, nah, I don't want it. <laughs> Lady, why don't you, we let the guests go first? Yeah. So courteous it, of you. Is that like polite of us? Or, I yeah, think so. You I think, think it's so? nice. All right. Let's do that then. All right. I'll tell him to go okay. first. Why don't you ask? Right, I'll do it. Right, okay. Ask right, Hold on. Okay. I'll ask okay. him right now. <clears throat> Josh Bell from Awesome Movie Year. Why don't you give us your first Terminator fix? All right. So my first fix is counterintuitively to include the bad movies more. Oh. Uh, I would have wanted to see this movie stay in the timeline. I don't think it needs to be a reboot uh, because the whole concept of the Terminator series is that things keep changing, Mm -hmm. that there's lots of time travel and the things that you thought you knew happened uh, didn't happen or happen in different ways. I mean, that was the entire concept of Genesis, Mm -hmm. which I thought in Genesis, like the first, I don't know what it is, 20 minutes or so that really plays with your expectations about what happened based on the first movie was actually really entertaining. Um, So I feel like there's no reason why, even though Sarah Connor was declared dead in Terminator 3, why they couldn't have still brought Linda Hamilton back and done everything else. I mean, everyone else essentially is a new character, including Arnold Schwarzenegger. So Mm -hmm. really, I feel like they could have kept all that stuff in there. And I don't think the audience, like, I don't really think the reason people are going to see or not see this movie is whether it follows directly from those other movies or not. (laughs) Yeah, no. I really doubt that anyone thought, well, I don't want to see a Terminator movie, but wait, it's a direct sequel to Terminator 2? Okay, now I'll see it. (laughs) I I would also posit that most people didn't even know that. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah, Yeah, I feel like your casual moviegoer is not like, oh, this is a sequel to Terminator 2. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think they could have integrated it better and made this seem like a, a, a sort of larger more sweeping saga in a weird way because they ignore those other movies it makes the story kind of seem smaller Mm. so i don't think it would have involved changing that much really and i could we could have had essentially the same story but i would have liked to see them instead of just throwing stuff away uh make a little more effort to to 
put it all together and make it part of a larger saga. Like it. Yeah. I agree. No, I, I think that's awesome. Like what Halloween did is fine, but it's almost disrespectful to all those people that worked really hard making all those other movies. Like yeah. they, they were trying, they might've failed in what they were doing, but they were trying something new mm-hmm. and people were pouring their effort and, and, uh, you know, into these movies. Like you don't have to say, by the way, let's wipe them all clean and go straight back to the last one. Everybody loved T2. Like it's rude. Yeah, I was actually, I read an interview with Arnold Schwarzenegger where they essentially asked him that because, of course, he's in two of those movies yeah. that they've yeah. released. And his response was, I don't care. <laughs> so <laughs> He's rich, he though. <laughs> right, exactly. Those, those checks still cleared. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't mind, obviously. But but I think you're right that there are other people who, who put efforts uh, in, and at least as much effort as was put into this movie and as mm-hmm. much creativity as was put into this movie. And yeah. there's a way that they could have made it all work together. I also disagree with you about the Halloween movies. I think it's a travesty that poor Danielle Harris and Jamie Lloyd were erased, but that's a whole different <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yes. I, and, uh, you know, Paul Rudd's classic appearance. <laughs> maybe not. Uh, maybe not Paul Rudd. <laughs> <laughs> we can erase Paul Rudd. Give us your first fix. Okay, so my first fix wouldn't necessarily make the movie better, but it should have been done. Okay. No, hear me out. <laughs> Sarah Connor says, I'll be back. The T-800, a.k.a. Carl, says, I won't be back. Grace says, come with me or you'll be dead in 30 seconds. So we're playing with these lines, right? Yeah. You know where I'm going with this. This movie takes place in Mexico. Our protagonist speaks spanish we have subtitles throughout a decent part of this movie it was right there for the movie that family dog should not have been named taco that family dog should have been named baby and when she's leaving for work she should have said hasta la vista baby and head out the door god come on it was right there what (laughs) truly how could they not have done it okay all right (laughs) okay so the movie would have been better no not better just should have happened they even uh, repeat the line, there is no fate but what you make. She actually says there is no fate but what you make for yourself or something like that. I think so, so. Yeah, there's so many lines come back except Asa La Vista, baby. And I actually would have liked to see the return of Chill Out Dickwad. <laughs> Asa La Vista, baby. Yeah, later, Dickwad. And if someone gets upset, you say chill out. Or you could do combinations. Chill out, Dickwad. An underrated deep cut. (laughs) (laughs) All right, JC, what's your first fix for Terminator Dark Fate? So I'm going to go ahead and pick right here on Danny. So Danny is our new John. Danny is the most forgettable person in this whole movie Mm. not only that but she's supposed to be the leader of this new resistance and from the beginning she seems like a tough cookie like she tells her brother to stay there in the factory after he's being replaced by a robot and let's not get into the fact that what factory has ever had somebody show up and it's like by the way we installed a robot (laughs) overnight gotta go like overnight (laughs) wasn't there like a conversation or i don't know anyway so anyway he shows up there's a robot arm doing his job 
and she marches right in. She's like, I'm not going to have these machines take over. Yep. Mar- <laughs> marches right into the office of her of her boss and is going to have like a tough convo with him. She's already taken the lead. She's already tough. She was reminding her dad about his doctor's appointment. She brought fresh flowers home. Yes, she's already leading. Mm-hmm. There's no character arc there. That's a problem. There's nothing for Danny to do. Mm. So... Instead, let's give her a character arc. Let's make her someone who is super weak. Like she's somebody who hates fighting. Just not this super strong person that she's going to become. Mm-hmm. Someone who's not tough, who's always scared. Instead of telling her like, we're going to do the hot box now. or Kill box. The hot box. Was that was that from Terminator Dank Fate? <laughs> yes, Terminator Dank Fate. <laughs> no, don't say sorry. Those jokes are encouraged here on Screen Fix. Instead of having her be like, no, we're doing this. We're going to take it. I'm not running anymore. Make her be totally afraid all the way until the end. She didn't ask for this. She doesn't want this even. I don't want her to become any kind of leader or tough person until the very end of this movie. I don't. I want to see her changing. So at the very end of this movie, when the chips are down, it can't be Arnold and Linda that take out the final guy. And Danny does take him out, but she gets a crap ton of help. Mm -hmm. It needs to be Arnold's gone Linda's gone, Mackenzie's gone, and it's got to be Danny against the final thing with her spark plug. (laughs) (laughs) It kind of was. With her future spark plug. She has to decide that she's not going to run anymore, but only in that moment. She's got to do this. She's just seen a machine take out everyone who's been protecting her, Mm -hmm. and this thing has killed her dad. This thing has killed her brother. It's got to be a tough fight for her, kind of like how in... Terminator 2, when they show older John Connor and he's got the crazy scar on his face, mm-hmm. she needs to end up pretty damaged in in some way, but she uses her smarts. She like lures him into that rotating thing somehow, and Danny just needs a character arc, and she needs an ending where she finally decides to fight, and that's what changes her for the future to be able to lead this resistance. I don't want her already in that mode Mm -hmm. and because that's what makes her so boring as a character yeah she's just like super nice and helpful and friendly and like motivated the whole time i want her to be the one complaining the whole time about everything that's happening wouldn't that annoy you though (laughs) it is annoying but i found a lot of characters in this movie annoying (laughs) (laughs) including your favorite linda i just wanted her to get killed off but it, it, it never happened that's my first fix and it involves danny I like it. I want her to be an annoying teenager. (laughs) So you want her to be John Connor in Terminator 2? (laughs) Basically. (laughs) Josh Bell, what podcast are you on again? It's awesome movie year. Make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe. Do you have another fix for us? I do. I do. So... Despite, again, I keep contradicting things, despite my defense of the opening of this movie where John Connor is unceremoniously killed off, uh, my other fix is to not do that and to keep John Connor alive. But I still like the idea of how it undermines the idea of John Connor as a savior. I think 
if we want to go back again to Terminator 3, that's one thing that that movie does well, is that John Connor is kind of this whiny loser in Terminator 3, <laughs> and it's actually his wife, played by Claire Danes, who is the one who really steps up and makes things happen. And uh, again, in an interview uh, with Tim Miller, it was interesting. They are asking him, well, why did why did you kill off John Connor? And he says, well, here are the kind of alternatives to killing John Connor. And from his perspective, he's saying these alternatives are so clearly bad that there's no way we could have not killed off John Connor. Hmm. And one of the things he mentions is the idea that because he didn't become a leader of the resistance, you know, Skynet was destroyed yeah. and he didn't he wasn't required to step up mm -hmm. that he's grown into this kind of sad a directionless adult who maybe sits around and doesn't know what purpose his life has. And from Tim Miller's perspective, he's saying, oh, that would have been a terrible idea and we, we could not possibly have included that in the movie. But to me, I was like, please, why? I wanted to see that in the movie. I think that would have been a really interesting thing. And especially mm -hmm. if he had to then team up with Danny and that could have given her more of a character purpose if she is the contrast. Yeah. Him. Like she is now the leader. She's the one that everything is riding on, but he's still around and he's just kind of superfluous yeah. and he has to figure out how to handle that. So I like the idea of undermining the chosen one story, but I think you could do it instead of just copping out and killing him off. I think mm -hmm. you could do it by having him stick around and deal with not being chosen anymore. So that's my fix. I love that. Thank you. That is great. I actually wanted him to drag Edward Furlong's <laughs> party too hard looking corpse out from whatever den he's in. Would have been good. By the way, Edward Furlong, if my sister's listening, Edward Furlong was her <laughs> dream boat when Ooh. she was a kid. He was on all those like teen, you know, bopper and what big bopper magazine. She had his poster <laughs> up on his wall. She loved Eddie. Aww. Loved him. <laughs> He was adorable back then. He was like adorable and a little like dangerous too. Oh, yeah. Right. So how could teenage girls resist that? And Terminator 2 was his first film. And apparently he like crashed a car during the filming of that. <laughs> there's there's all kinds of reports of like onset misbehavior when it comes to him. So he really kind of lives up to that like dangerous Hollywood newcomer kind Hair of Hair over his eyes. Love it. For 90s emo. <laughs> Ready one. Uh-huh. What's your next fix? So towards the end of the movie, when we're finally gonna stop this Rev4 guy, our Deus Ex Machina is Grace's power source that she all of a sudden remembers about and now we Jesus should use Christ. it. So when it gets knocked out of Danny's hand and this fight is going on for like way too long, considering that he is a Terminator and she is a girl um, yeah. and Sarah Connor is just on the ground yeah. screaming for Carl to help. Cool. Yeah, I know. Like Walking Dead. Cool. Yeah. It drove me nuts that she has to call for Carl to help and then Carl helps and then it's sort of like Carl and Danny doing it. Sarah needed to help Danny. The two full humans needed to do that moment together. And then we can still have uh, our T-800 like drag a RAV4 down the hole. That's fine. We can still have Arnold get his moment. But like Sarah Connor is literally just lying on the floor yelling for the last part. Well, of course, she is like 80 years old. She's only so 63. She really shouldn't have survived <laughs> any of her 
throwing around. <laughs> like her hip would have been busted. She does so fast. They do like just go with, oh, my shoulder's dislocated. No one seems to get hurt through all of this, but they're like, nope, we're going to leave that one. Her shoulder's dislocated. Linda <laughs> Hamilton's 80 and she's in Humvees going over waterfall <laughs> dams. It's insane. <laughs> I can imagine if she was really played like an old lady, like she's cold all the time. <laughs> she has hard candy as well as guns in that she car. Has hard candy and guns. <laughs> Needs to watch Wheel of Fortune at a certain time. <laughs> Carries around Ensure. <laughs> she's mixing Ensure with whiskey because she's a functioning alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> JC, what's your second fix for Terminator Dark Fate? I have a change here. What kind of change? Just like Josh Bell from Awesome Movie Year, I want John Connor alive. I'm going to drag his bloated ass right into this movie. <laughs> and I think Mackenzie Davis is sent back to kill John Connor, but for a different reason. Mm -hmm. In Terminator Genesis, John Connor is a bad guy, right? Yes. She's sent back to kill earlier John... Because John is bad. Because John's future as a hero was stopped. Oh. He goes the other way. Like, he's still important to society. Fate is fate. He's still going to be important, but this time he's important for a bad reason. And now Linda Hamilton has to reconcile with the fact that this human is back to kill John because John is the one that goes bad and he's part of the reason for the rise of the machines Ooh. so it kind of turns the whole thing on its head she spent all this time protecting john and preparing john but when she stopped his fate of being a leader of the resistance mm -hmm. she flipped him to being the leader of the takeover would you say that she turned him to having a dark fate <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just trying to make sure I'm following. So good. So good. Why didn't I think of it? All right, so, so she is the one going after Linda and John and it's Linda is fighting her and Linda's the one who has to realize who has to make the decision here. What do I do? Do I allow this person to kill John because he ends up being bad or do I kill this Terminator who's here trying to save billions of people. So Linda has to make that decision. And do I want Arnold in this one? He has enough money. No, Arnold. This one is just now human who's part Terminator against humans. And John in the future has now sent back another Terminator to kill uh, Mackenzie Davis's human. So that's how we get our new terminator in it mm. and Mackenzie davis but the mission is to kill john and now the bad terminator is there to kill Mackenzie davis who's there to kill john uh. it's a huge moral conundrum for sarah connor yeah and sarah connor in the end is going to have to sacrifice her son that she's been trying to save this whole time yeah but she needs to stop that dark fate thank you lady <laughs> <laughs> And that's how I kind of would have fixed it. I like the idea of turning Sarah's story with John because her whole mission to this point has been protect my son so I can save humanity. But like if the decision becomes my son or humanity, that's an actual choice. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Of course, 
this movie will never get made if you don't put Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. That is like literally the only reason. <laughs> so, so your fix is to fail to raise enough money to make this movie. <laughs> I think James Cameron is so rich that whatever he throws his weight behind is going to get made anyway. Arnold or no Arnold. I'm the king of the world! I think bringing back Linda was enough. I didn't even think much about the fact that Arnold was in it before I saw it. And all of the praise has been for Linda. Mm -hmm. Every movie has Arnold except one of them or like whatever. So bringing back Arnold is not the, the, the secret sauce. Maybe bringing back Linda is the secret sauce here yeah yeah well that's what makes it distinctive but i think from a marketing perspective they're looking at schwarzenegger as the out front person i'm not saying it's good to, to look at it that way yeah but as we pointed out linda hamilton is a 63 year old woman who definitely looks it and has spent <laughs> the last 10 years barely appearing in any movies at all so she gets top billing in this over arnold that's never happened before she deserves it they get that weird like that like co-top billing on screen, their names are on screen at the same time in different places that are meant to be equal, I think. I paid too much attention to the <laughs> credits. I was looking to see how Edward Furlong was credited, oh. whether he, he actually appeared in the movie or not, because he claimed to have appeared. And he is credited as John Connor reference, but I don't know what that it means that if he actually did anything. I think because they put his face on a kid. <laughs> yeah, they just they just have to like acknowledge his yeah. existence and get his permission. But yeah, because he used. I was, uh, yeah. I guess without further ado, we should consider this movie. Screen, Screen fix. We did it. Don't 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 make any more. Don't 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 don't. So, Josh, yes. Do you have a final thought on Terminator: Dark Fate? I kind of liked it, despite all the stuff that we said. <laughs> I agree with you. Don't don't make more. Don't make more. Please stop. And and considering how much it seems to have bombed, hopefully yeah. they will stop. But I feel like if we had to have a Terminator movie, like this was probably about as good as you could expect it to be. And I still was entertained. Sure. I was glad to see Lydia Hamilton again. Yeah. I hope maybe she'll be in some more movies. So I didn't mind it. That's That's my final thought on it. Lady Wan, do you have a final thought on this movie? I do. <laughs> I was confused by how Grace was so focused on her mission of like, must protect Danny. Danny is the future. Danny is everything. But then sometimes would be like, no, Danny, you can just stand on the open hangar of this airplane as it flies through the air and you're not secured to anything. <laughs> She's just standing on an open airplane. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, what? they seem to like really ramp up her powers when they need. Yeah. Also, when they got to Carl's cabin and <laughs> Sarah is upset and needs to just go be in the woods and be upset. And kind of Danny looks at, at Grace like, oh, can I go like check on her? And she's like, yeah, go ahead. Like, go wander off into the, the woods. I'll stay with this this Terminator. You go into the woods alone with Sarah while she's upset. Like, just sometimes <laughs> she forgot her mission of protect Danny and just was like living her life. <laughs> if I had a final thought, it would probably be like, I didn't really see very much distinction between uh, endoskeleton Terminator and the yeah. hollow chocolate Easter bunny version. <laughs> when he was the hollow chocolate Easter bunny version, he didn't like lose any strength. Yeah. And really like blasting a hole in like its face really kind of had the same effect whether it was on the skeleton or not. Mm -hmm. 
It was kind of like a party trick he could do, but like didn't serve a purpose. Was like, I'm in two yes. places at once. Yeah, look at me. <laughs> look at me. Yeah. Here's my skeleton. Here's my skin. <laughs> Let's juggle. Like, it was yeah. Just like, it, yeah, it was like some party trick that he could apparently make two of himself, which I think works better if it's like someone's like Reddit idea. <laughs> you know? <laughs> You know what I mean? Like if somebody was like, you know what? I wonder if all the little nanobots could come off and make a separate person aside from the exoskeleton and like there could be two Terminators. Like and then someone on Reddit going, whoa, I never thought about that. (laughs) Shout out to the Fixing Movies subreddit. (laughs) (laughs) But actually on screen, I was not as impressed. My final thought is like, let's not just throw in weird reddit ideas that's this whole show <laughs> this whole show is weird reddit ideas. yeah basically that's very true on uh, you know like if that had never happened i'm sure i'd be sitting here on this show being like you know what they should have done <laughs> 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 all right lady one why don't you send us home so you can reach us here at the show by sending an email to screenfixpod at gmail.com or you can find us on twitter and Instagram at ScreenFixPod or on Facebook. Just search for ScreenFixPodcast. You can listen to the show on Spotify, Libsyn, Google Play, Stitcher, and of course, Apple Podcasts. And if you're um, enjoying the show, please leave us a rating. Subscribe so you never miss an episode and write a review. That'd be cool. Yeah, we also have a Patreon account where you can donate to the show if you like what, what we're doing here. And don't forget to rate review and subscribe and if you know if they have some place to give them money give these people money too <laughs> uh, one more time plug your show uh awesome movie year check it out at awesomemovieyear.com listen to our recent episodes about films of 2007 you can hear my co-host jason harris talk about his issues with his mother on Ooh. our episode about Margot at the wedding that we just did. Uh, <laughs> you can follow us on uh, Awesome Movie Year on Facebook and Instagram, Awesome Movie Pod on Twitter. And uh, you can check me out on Twitter at Signal Bleed, on Facebook at Josh Bell Hates Everything, <laughs> and at Josh Bell Hates Everything.com. Nice. But you like this. I did like it. I kind of <laughs> liked it. But you know, it's the it's good it's good branding. There's a Josh Bell Hates Everything theme song that I use on my radio segments and uh, <laughs> it's memorable, so it works. All right, so awesome movie year. Listen to that 2007. What came out in 2007? Uh the best picture winner was No Country for Old Men. We have Oh. On the Horizon, we talked about Spider-Man 3 was the box office champion. Nice. Uh oh. The King of Kong was our uh, documentary pick and Talked about some uh, other less notable films. We talked about I Know Who Killed Me, starring Lindsay Lohan. Oh, yeah. The the biggest flop of the year. So, yeah, some fun stuff. I think a lot of people consider 2007 like the best year for movies of the last like couple decades. And that was uh, part of why we picked it. So we we talked about, obviously, I think I Know Who Killed Me is not included in that (laughs) designation usually. But we try to we try to have a range of different movies. But there's a lot of good stuff. Nice. Uh, and some more of it is still coming up. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming and participating in Screen Fix. We loved it. Thank you for having me. I also loved it. Yeah. So Sarah Connor has now somehow adopted the most raspiest whiskey voice. <laughs> Why don't you give us your best Sarah Connor 
in her whiskey voice saying, <laughs> I'm never going to fucking call you Carl. <laughs> Lady Juan, why don't you go first? I am never going to fucking call you Carl. That's pretty, that's pretty good. Raspy. That's good. All right. Josh Bell, do you have an I'm never going to fucking call you Carl in your best Linda Hamilton raspy voice? Go. I'm never going to fucking call you Carl. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that Clint Eastwood. That really was you wrong. You were Eastwoody. Well, I think she was She was channeling a bit of Eastwood. Definitely. I think. Are you ready? Yeah. I'm never going to fucking call you Carl. <laughs> She's a ghost. That was awful. Oh, my God. I love it so much. Okay. That was terrible. Uh, <laughs> I cannot do that. All right. So... Uh, make sure you tune in next time when we will be. What's our next fix, Lady One? Truly, I don't know. Doctor, Doctor Sleep. Oh. You guys could do that one. Oh, David said it's terrible. David said he laughed through the whole thing. I like the challenge of that. Also, I don't want to be scared, so that's encouraging to me. The other thing that opens is um, Last Christmas, the movie with Amelia Clark. Oh, that Hallmark Channel looking <laughs> that movie. That looks like it somehow escaped Hallmark Channel. Yes, <laughs> that's the other one. There's that John Cena one too, the firefighters raising oh, children. That looks oh, so playing with fire. Fire. Playing with fire. That's definitely yeah. one that they pitched the name and then like a script afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, stay tuned next week when we will be fixing something. Something. Uh, who knows? Uh, it'll be great, whatever it is. And thank you again to Josh Bell. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Connor says that she drinks to the point of blacking out, but like that never happens in the movie. And I just wanted she her should to be have been super hammered. A drunk. But, that would have been amazing. I actually thought about it too. I would have loved if she was just like a hard drinker the whole but time. But then I remember I said that about the Meg too. Jason Statham's character should just be hammered the whole movie. No, <laughs> I forgot that, that I was, said that. Yes, there aren't enough functional functioning alcoholic, alcoholic heroes. Action heroes. Yeah, functioning. <laughs> it's true. There really needs to be more of those. It's true.